Thunder Media. This episode of Inside Motorsport, we take a look at the 2024 Bathurst 12-hour with Shane Rudis. Shane Rudis from Supercars joins us now and your primary focus certainly for the next six months is going to be the Bathurst 12-hour. Thanks for joining us on the show. And we're here at the Adelaide 500, the Velo Adelaide 500, and you've been able to say we've got a brand new naming rights partner of the Bathurst 12 Hour, Repco coming on board to, to really make it a, a 10 day Repco fest. Yes, thanks Craig, it's, uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's gonna be a busy uh, period over the next uh, yeah, few months as it all comes together. Um, getting Repco on board as the naming rights partner for the 12 Hour um, is something very important for the event. Um, to have a, a brand that's been so much in the motorsport industry in Australia, um, yeah, to get them on board was was is very powerful for the event. Um, and it helps us grow the event from a perspective as they know what the fans want. Um, from a motorsport perspective, um, it's very important too. Um, and the management at Repco, um, yeah, they're very they they love the supercars are involved heavily, but they've also got some experience in the 12 hour before, and they know and see the growth that's happening. We're in a strong directory, and to have them on board, it's um yeah, it's going to do nothing but help us as we keep progressing it. You've had a long history with the Bathurst 12 hour and have seen it you know, grow under the supercars banner since they took it over. What's been the, uh, what's it been like taking over and, and becoming the man responsible for putting on the event? Yeah, being involved with the event since 2016 when we took it over, um, we identified that there was a chance to turn it into not just a race on the Sunday, but also into a, a festival is what it's become. And, um, being head of commercial for, for quite a few years there um, meant I was able to identify it, but I had confidence in, I knew the, the opportunity that existed. Uh, when it came up in 22 to say, um, who were like, was, you know, what, what are we going to do with the 12-hour? At that time in 22, we, we, we ran a, it was an event that was half, half done kind of thing, um, affected by COVID. Um, and I looked at it and went, oh, this is a time to, to strike. I've got some big ideas. And in the space of seven months, I, I virtually converted what was a, an event that was, not on its, on its last legs, but it was it wasn't it was suffering quite a bit, um, and and turned into a huge success in 23, where we had a, a good sized grid, probably the most competitive field we ever had, but also things like the demonstrations we had with a, a Red Bull Oracle F1 car coming, and then a little Italian motorcycle rider um, securing him to come along too. It's been it was a, it was a great achievement, and to see not just um, motorsport fans coming, but also the wider public going, wow, what is this amazing event on the mountain? So it's um. I really grabbed it with both hands. I, I'm extremely passionate about about the, the, the 12 hour, the Repco 12 hour, about this 12 hour, um, and do um, we've got some very very good things planned for 24, which I can't talk about. But rest assured, um, it will be bigger than 23, which is hard to believe, but it will be. It will be. Well, first of all, the the Rossi factor because he left here, and he's gone on to have more success over in Europe. But the whole time he's been talking about what he experienced at Bathurst. You've gone over there because you've been pressing the flesh to try and get more teams and more involvement. How much have you seen the, the Rossi factor in what he's been able to do championing it for you? Um, yeah, well, first of all, I might touch on when I went to, over to Europe to Spa, um, 
what I what I learned about was that the Bathurst 12 hour is probably more highly respected in Europe than it is or globally than it is in Australia which is a it's a challenge for me to improve that and we are getting there but everywhere I went everyone wanted to talk about the Bathurst 12 hour whether it be a fan whether it be a team owner whether it be a manufacturer whether it be a driver for me that really made me feel proud of the situation I was in with and what it's achieved um, and who watched it um, the Rossi factor well to see what he helped drive for the event in 23 um, the exposure we got was significant and to see how well he drove in the car uh, was, was something that was was very special. Um, the first practice session we had at the 12 hours first, it was quite funny to have, I think uh, the, the final thing was, was it Schumacher beat Rossi, which was something to have two of those names. I mean, um, it was probably Brad, it was the Bathurst, the Bathurst champion himself. Um, but to have that there was, was, was fantastic. Um, Rossi, it, it, what the hospitality that Australia showed to Rossi when he was at the 12 hour was something that he, he has raised several times and he was management team as well with me that they want to come back they love they love the place um, the, to go to the Ox the Ox Hotel at Bathurst was something that was important for him and his team which was something that I was especially I was over in Europe and his team said oh we'd love to come back and, and to be at the Ox to have our beer and stack again I went wow well, I'm in, the, in Europe here to see you and you want to talk about the Ox <laughs> it was it was again the hospitality we showed in Australia was it was very good um, at the moment it's looking positive to have him have him back for, for next year but still in discussions with WIT BMW um, have strong relationships with all those parties and it's you know it's, a, it's it's looking good to have him have him have him back so the 12 hour race is a GT race we have a GT championship and the news over the last few months is the way that GT racing in Australia is going to be managed is going to change. How does those changes affect the 12 hour? Um, because I can't imagine that the 12 hour could just stand alone without having some symbiotic relationships with the, uh, the Fantech World Challenge Australia. Yeah, so at, at the moment, the way the, the 12 hour um, sits is it, it forms part of the IGTC or Intercontinental GT Challenge. The other, the other events being um, being the Spa 24 Hour, uh, Nurburgring 24 Hour, which is new for this year, um, as well as the um, as, as well as Indianapolis 8 Hour or 9 Hour. Sorry, um, that's a powerful thing for us already, especially with the OEM perspective. Um, with the new ownership of or SRO take up full ownership of the GTs in Australia now, it's a very good thing for us. I have a, a strong relationship with SRO with Stephen Rattel and his team. Claude Samore uh, and, and everyone there, but also working with um, Ben McMillan, um, Cherise Bristow, and also um, a new person coming, Abby Hay, coming over from Europe, who I work closely with. It's going to be a very strong team to run Australian GT. Um, the 12 hour is the jewel in the crown in both Australian GT, but also one of the biggest in the world. To have the championship form as round one of their, of their championship, it's a no brainer for us. Uh, it worked, we were closely with them. It means the Australian GT teams, which are already coming already, it reinforces it's the right thing to do a come to that race. So um, I see nothing but positive things happening for the future, uh, for that perspective, that relationship. So it's a really, it's really great, really great. We are looking at COVID being hopefully over, although it's still out there as a as a flu and as a but it's not a pandemic anymore. So what does that now mean to Australia's international enduro? really regaining that mantle. Yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting to see what's going on. So both COVID affected everything, but also freight was a huge issue as well. If you recall, there was um, some massive freight costs and logistics issues that, that existed from 21, 22 and 23. With that all settling down and stabilizing, it's opening up the door for us. You may recall, I changed the event date for um, 
for 20 for 23 uh, 24 sorry to move a few weeks later than Daytona and the reason for that was let's attract North America North America is probably the fastest growing GT market in the world with OEMs coming out of there um, with those OEMs being Ford and Ford and Chev um, with the new Corvette and Mustang GT3 and GT4 cars um, it's opening up avenues that the uh, um, what will be happening is that it'll be the old Ford versus Ferrari it'll be coming Europe versus North America and they're very clear they want to come to the mountain uh, when the cars homologated, which will be in 25, um, which will see a very um, different and more competitive and bigger aspect of the OEMs going head to head to try to see who can win on the mountain. So, put your current, current European brands. Um, you've got Lamborghini very focused now on GT3 category. McLaren are going strong. Aston Martin's growing with some new teams coming in representing that brand there. Um, Audi, they're there uh, for MPC, especially in Australia, very, very strong. And, and AMG and Porsche are strong too. So, to have those brands plus that, plus the likelihood of an Asian brand coming in very soon. Um, it means that the, the battle between those, brand, those, those, those brands is strong. Um, and especially 25 at Bathurst 12 hour, um, it's going to be a massive event. So, even, and even bigger, I mean, I think I've got my work cut out for me um, as I balance my, I do work in supercars and multiple hats there as well as a 12 hour, but um, I'm very passionate about what I do and I love what I do. And I love, I love to see this growth. If I can give something back to the fans and evolve the GT racing to have this, what is one of the greatest GT races on the planet, the best of the 12 hour, it makes me very proud. My thanks to Shane there. We continue our chat on the Bathurst 12 hour on next week's show. Until then, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.